Support for Jeff Needs Sports is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners today. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code JHUNT. That's capital J-H-U-N-T at manscaped.com. Welcome back to Jeff Needs Sports, everyone. This is another edition of Icons presented by Off the Ball Network. Tonight is a celebration of the legendary career of Kobe Bryant. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. He definitely is in the top 10 players of all time. No question about it. He's the best player in the game? Oh, hands down. He's the best player in basketball, and I don't think it's even close. He has some of the best skills um, that the NBA has ever seen in history. Honestly, I look at Kobe Bryant as that guy that is the best one of the best in the It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. But what he did for the game of basketball was simply legendary. Kobe Bryant is a worker, and he's made himself the best. And I, I can guarantee you that they have practice tomorrow. He'll be the first guy here as well. Kobe, I think, is one of the greatest competitors in the history of the game. His performance was so awesome that you can't help but respect it. I've got to take Kobe Bryant. I like Kobe Bryant even better. One time, one game, I'm taking Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is the best player in the world. Welcome to the Kobe Show. Hey, welcome everybody. And joining me tonight is one of my off the ball network teammates and uh, one of the uh, sharpest, uh, smartest basketball analysts I know, uh, Mr. Stephen Gillespie from the Breaking the Game uh, podcast. Stephen, how are you tonight? Uh, Jeff, I'm doing excellent. Um, first off, I just want to thank you for your kind words. Uh, you're you're far too good to me. That's why I keep coming back. You're you're the only person that's nice to me. So I mean, it's it's it's, it's nice to be wanted. But um, that Kobe intro, man, that was uh, hit me in my feels. I mean, it's just I know that we're celebrating him. It's just it's hard to it's, it's hard to it's hard to break it away. But um, man, just I, I'm so excited for the show. Yeah, yeah, you're with you're the only person I know how much Kobe's career means to you, how much his uh, personality, um, you know, a lot of things he did mean to you. So you were the only person I could have come on to do this show, and uh, this is truly a celebration of his basketball career. Everybody, if you're listening, um, yeah, you know, we we understand the tragic end and everything, but uh, full disclosure, I'm just not super comfortable about talking. You know, a lot of families were involved in that, and uh, it's just not my place. So tonight is a celebration about the historic career and 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 on the basketball court, and um, you know, just just the way he played and what he meant to the game of uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, pretty excited about this one. It's it, it's one of those Stephen again, and this happened with the Allen Iverson one I did a few weeks ago. Once I dug into the research, uh, I just became. You know, just blown away. Like I couldn't believe, you know, what I was reading, what I was seeing, and you know, I, I go back and listen to a lot of old interviews to try and get a feel for the person. Um, and uh, it, it was it was truly an amazing experience. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, man, this could be a three or four part series. Um, it's uh, it, this 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 one's uh, it's 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 special. This is what this is a true legend. It's a true legend of uh, of sports here. So, and we're talking, you know, the 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 title of this you know, theme of series that you're carrying on 
is uh, is icons. And yeah. we talked about Allen Iverson, um, fellow class of the '96 draft. You know, Kobe which Bryant. is amazing. It's just, and I know you didn't plan it out that way. I know you weren't like, let's just roll out the '96 draft class first. But I mean, it's just when you talk icon, like it really doesn't get a whole heck of a lot bigger than Kobe Bryant. Man. No, it, it doesn't. And uh, I'll get into my com- my complicated history, you know, with Kobe a little bit as we go along. And uh, and I mean my, like not that we me and him. We didn't oh, know sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I'll, I'll just I'll just go down just. It was it was hard to to pick you know just certain you know stats or or highlights or whatever from Kobe. So I just kind of go down some of them that stood out, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll take a journey through his uh, you know his timeline, his basketball timeline, and 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 work on the finer points. But uh, so L.A. Laker shooting guard from '96 to 2016, 20 years on one team, already unheard of. 18-time All Star, 12-time NBA All Defensive Team. Which I think is really important and, and possibly overlooked. Of five course, time, yeah, five-time NBA champion, uh, the 07, uh, 08 NBA MVP. His only MVP. So that we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. One MVP for Kobe Bryant. Two mm-hmm. times Finals MVP. Uh, his career averages were twenty-five points, five point two rebounds, four point seven assists. He also, you know, was up there in steals. But at some point with Kobe, he's such a well-rounded player. I I had to cut it off. So that's typically what you see listed for a player. Uh, (laughs) 48,637 minutes played, which is eighth all-time. Unheard of for an athletic shooting guard. Mm -hmm. uh, But he did it. Uh, 33,643 points, fourth all-time. He's, and this this is the one – I always try to make my last stat one that really jumps out. He started 200 playoff games and averaged 25.6 points, 5.1 rebounds, and 4.7 assists over 200 – that was 200 starts. I believe he actually – you know, his team played 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe in the first, you know, couple years of his career didn't play a lot, which is kind of fascinating. Yep. Uh, we, we, who knows as we, as we get into this, once again, I, I'm trying to stay on track here. Yeah, I know uh, it's really hard with, with a career like this. You can go so many different ways, right? From the jump. It, it, it's amazing. So before I get to the career timeline, I always ask my guests this, what's, what's your, what's your particular connection or, or attachment to, to Kobe Bryant? I'll get into that, Jeff, but I want to continue with where you left off. I just want to throw out another couple things. So Kobe Bryant, um, as of right now, is fourth all-time in career points, 31st (laughs) all-time in assists, 107th all-time in rebounds, 16th in blocks. He has two scoring titles to his name, and he has made this set. (laughs) If if my stats are correct, he's 17th all-time in career-made three-pointers. Uh, yes, yes, you're right. I'm glad you did that because I thought mm-hmm. I was I thought I was going to go too too deep and put all those up there. I'm a stats that, guy. He is essentially he is essentially above 20 in almost every NBA stat that there is, and it it, it just doesn't make you know it just it it rattles your brain to what this guy did over a period of time, mm-hmm. and you know he had seasons in there to where we'll talk about later. Yeah, you know his scoring was off the charts. He probably could have. He could have done whatever he chose to do on the basketball court. This is the player that he chose to be. We talk about Allen Iverson a little bit to compare a couple of these 96 guys. Allen Iverson was a particular type of player, but I don't necessarily know that Allen Iverson had the choice that Kobe did. Kobe mm-hmm. 
Kobe decided what type of player he was going to be, and he he did it at his best. If he wanted to be a facilitator, he could he would have been Le, a LeBron James type facilitator. If he wanted to just be a one hundred percent lockdown defender, which he he was a really 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 good defender. I don't mean that, but he could have just said, "I'm going to be the best defender that anybody's ever seen," and mm. probably only given up a few points. The the guy he he had it's it's this rare mix of talent meets meets uh want to meets drive meets determination meets mm -hmm. education meets determination when all that comes together is when you get a guy like you know Kobe Bryant that really was the was the whole package and that also that same mentality caused most of his troubles through his we're going to call it troubles through his NBA career because he he could never really comprehend guys that didn't think that way and i for a long time i thought this was bs um i i was like okay yeah we know you love basketball more than everybody blah 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 i mean just full disclosure and and i'll, I'll you know i'll explain why soon and then and then as he got older i'm like no this this is legit this you know this guy's a bit different um and then especially the last two championships which i called the kobe years in our notes and then you know when i really started digging into the interviews i was like oh no this none of this was this was legit this this guy is made a, a little different had a different mentality and maybe there are certain guys that maybe like a sport or or try a little harder or put in a little more effort and um you know it's it really kind of brought me around of uh, here's here's my biggest thing i really come away and I thought about this as he as he got older and retired. I really came away with some regret that I didn't appreciate the career that Kobe had as a basketball lover. And I think that's common. Um, it's not that I didn't think he was good. Just something didn't stick with me. So before we get started here, I, I, I want to touch on that. Why do you think – and I think – is it simply a West Coast, East Coast thing? Why did Kobe not – it's hard to say he didn't resonate because with players he did, but he just never, he never, he never jumped to that space jam level of player. And I could never quite figure out why for someone that's <laughs> arguably the, a lot of people would say he's the third best basketball player we've ever seen. Some will say he's the second best basketball player. I'll get, I'll get your answer later in the show, but mm -hmm. why do you think, what, what do you think kept, Kobe, what was that separation there between him and the masses? So my thing is growing up as a sports fan and a, a basketball fan, I was really big into, you know, Phoenix. Phoenix was my team. I'm from the state of Arkansas. They had a guy growing up, Joe Johnson, went to University <laughs> of Arkansas, ISO Joe, and they just so happened to start playing some of the best basketball that I've ever seen. But I've watched basketball before then. And um, you you, I think you're more susceptible at the time that I was growing up, growing up with his career, basically, you know, um, hearing things like there's a right way to play basketball, you know, and this we're talking in the 90s where, you know, <laughs> we, we joke about this all the time where, you know, Michael Jordan got hit by a moving truck in the finals, spit out his kidneys <laughs> and hit the game winning free throw, you know, yeah. like the people played basketball the right way then and positions were positions, you know, you had a role depending on what your position was. And um, this is in the late 90s growing into the 2000s. This is where we started seeing more 
isolationist style basketball. You had your isolationist specialists and in the early 90s and the 80s, but there was more of that, you know, team personified concept. And so Kobe Bryant basically ushered in what we would later start calling hero ball, you know, where the the best player had the ball in his hands no matter what, you know, we grew up thinking that Kobe Bryant was a ball hog, but I just read he's 31st all time in, in, in assists. So, I mean, he's yeah. doing something right to be unselfish. But I think it was just kind of an in-between eras. You know, he came in as, you know, we saw Pete Michael Jordan, and you see a lot of similarities. I don't know how many times I've seen these montages where – It'll be Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan side by side, and it looks like you have the same, you know, jump shot package in 2K, the same layup package in 2K, the same dunk package in 2K. <laughs> yeah. You know, the jersey bite and the tongue sticking out, the the scowls, the fist pumps. You know, everything was just, you know, Michael Jordan and people. People even now will argue that Kobe Bryant did it better, but MJ stole our hearts. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there can only be one, you know, real love. And I think a little bit of that has to do with it because Vince Carter, you know, coming through the University of North Carolina was supposed to be another next Michael Jordan. Didn't really work out for him. So had a great career. But yeah. Kobe Bryant, I feel like really, I won't say threatened because there can only be one MJ, but he put a little bit of that, you know, like kid this possibly be Michael Jordan 2.0 like yeah and, and depending on which fan base you ask it's not just Laker fans either there are people that just love Kobe there's Laker fans there's Kobe fans and then there's you know Laker fans that are Kobe fans there's three different camps for this uh like I said I grew up being a Phoenix fan so I couldn't stand the Lakers and I couldn't <laughs> right? stand the Spurs but I sure as heck respected Tim Duncan and I sure as heck respected Kobe Bryant because I knew that they were going to ruin my night you know what? And and I'm glad it's, you know, once again, that's why I had you on the show. That this is exactly my mentality on this. I think that he was so close to Jordan. And that's actually, you know, you know, it's one of my questions for later in the show, but we'll cover it now. I think he was so close to Jordan. And and as a Jordan guy, like I was Me too. <laughs> I, yeah, I was a nobody will ever be better. And I did you you said the word threatened. Um, I can remember one example. Jordan's last all-star game, he was playing for the Washington Wizards. He he makes what we don't I talk thought, about that. Yeah, he makes what I thought <laughs> for you know 10 seconds was a the game-winning shot in the all-star game in a Wizards uniform. Last time I'm ever gonna see Michael Jordan play a game that I cared that he played. Mm-hmm. And Kobe Bryant, they inbound. Kobe Bryant makes the exact same shot to win the game you know, in his face. And I can remember being so upset and that's exactly why I felt so threatened that Kobe was, was, he was encroaching on Jordan. Yes. He was encroaching on Jordan. And I couldn't believe that this close to, I mean, imagine right now, if we'll say, uh, the perfect example would be of Zion Williamson. Um, if he, if he's as good as LeBron right now, like we would all start, questioning everything we've thought about LeBron and that's what happened with the Kobe and Jordan and I you know me in particular I didn't love Shaq and to think now with modern basketball that we thought this this was too much of a you know too good of a team at the time like well yeah like well they 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 
Lakers drafted Kobe Bryant, sort of, and you know they took Shaq as a free agent. Now people would lose their you know their minds because <laughs> this is nothing. I mean, th- this would be considered doing it the right way. But you're right. They're just a. There was just always a disconnect, but it, it was weird. It is a generational thing because I remember my son, you know, being you know seven, eight, nine years old and really liking Kobe Bryant, and me being like, really Kobe? Like it. There, there was always, and I think if Kobe plays for the Knicks, the Sixers, or something like that, it's probably a different story. Bulls, and yeah, all. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. Could, could you imagine? I really think that the the same mentality that made him a winner it rubbed people the wrong way because mm-hmm. you know as well as I do in any in any walk of life, if if you don't if you just carry yourself like I don't I don't quote unquote need you like I'll do it my way blah blah blah, people get turned off by that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just it's just the way it is. You can call it they they can call it arrogant or whatever, but he just. When he came into the league, he knew his path. Like he mm-hmm. knew how he was going to do it, and he he stayed true to it, and it worked out perfectly for him. And and it, but I think it also just kind of grinded on people, and it was a lot of misunderstanding, if we're being honest, because what sports fans say they want out of an athlete is what Kobe Bryant gave them. He everything that they say they want out of an athlete, Kobe Bryant gave them, and it, you know things just it, it was just a disconnect there. Well, look at what we see in today's NBA too much. I'm not when I say this gentleman's name, I'm not saying that he is Kobe. And it's a shame that we have to have conversations in sports like this now. Right. But uh, oh no, I'm he he doesn't compare and play style. He doesn't compare and play style, but personality wise, um, what did we hear about, you know, Jimmy Butler when he played in you know, in, in towards the end of Chicago, in Minnesota, in Philadelphia, then he signed that lucrative contract to go play in Miami. It was locker room this, you know, yeah. poor teammate, all this other stuff. Always but was, when he was surrounded by like-minded individuals, we loved him. Yep. You know, we, we, we were like, oh, he's a top 10 player in the NBA all of a sudden because we love his personality in this one isolated spot. Kobe Bryant didn't really... It's weird because, like, it... In L.A., it was obviously loved, you know, but like everywhere else we saw other teams that were we felt were just as good, you know, San Antonio and Phoenix in that same Western Conference. They played a more what we'll call team friendly basketball. You know, the the ball was passed seven or eight times before, you know, a shot was made, you know, whereas Kobe Bryant may hold the ball for two or three seconds to let his teammates get set, figure out what's going on, run off the elbow, maybe they, yeah, back they, down they a player. Ran, yeah. yeah, they ran the triangle. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was a different. He ran it perfectly, um, like know, Michael Jordan did. Another another <laughs> similarity yeah, there. It, it's just amazing. So uh, so okay, let's get into it here. Sure. Uh, uh, this is these shows are wonderful. It's it's just amazing. So we'll start. We'll, we'll start kind of just uh, making our way through the career here. Uh, 13th pick in the 1996, the historic 1996 NBA draft by the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and honestly, I bet there's still a lot of people that don't realize that because it's been, you know, it's been so long ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. 13th pick by the Charlotte Hornets gets traded, um, on draft night, uh, to the Lakers. Jerry West was enamored with Kobe Bryant's the entire, like he, he had a, a target on him the entire time mm-hmm. could not all he had, he they traded him for Vladi Divac 
uh, that was with, a big deal for uh, for a Laker fans. Deal because Kobe was not a known entity when he came into the league. Obviously, he got drafted thirteenth. Um, you know, Iverson went one. Ray Allen went ahead of him. Marcus Camby went ahead of him. It, it, it's truly amazing. This is the funny note from that draft. Uh, Kobe was 17 years old. His parents had to sign his first <laughs> contract with him. It was, I believe it was two months after he got drafted when he when he turned 18. Mm -hmm. so Kobe Bryant got drafted 17 years old. It, this doesn't even make sense. Um, well, you know what's it, funny about when I read this and I'm thinking, you know, it, it just goes to show you how different the era of basketball is. I'm not going to say which is better. This I'm, I'm not going to do that. But Jeff, the reason that Kobe Bryant was drafted 13th in 96 is because we valued, and I say we being NBA analysts, you know, general managers, what have you, we valued guys who we had more of a sample size from, yep. you know, guys who played in high school hadn't really done it before. They had what we affectionately refer to as red flags because level of competition, you know, is he mature enough to handle a grown man's <laughs> game? A seven-year-old that's slightly understandable. But here's but here's where I'm going with this, Jeff. The all these question marks now. You know what that's called in today's NBA? Potential. Potential. <laughs> yeah. Now the younger you are, the higher you're going to be picked. So if he come out in this year's draft and we like, wow, this kid's 17 years old and he's playing this good at high school. Imagine how great yeah. he's going to be three season in, and he still won't even be old enough to drink alcohol yet. You know, so like. He would be taken so much higher just because yeah. he would be mentioned among the same, you know, mentioned in the same conversation as other guys. And he's just 17 years old. So we're going to take him higher because that yeah. means something more in today's NBA. Yeah, yeah, it was a different time. And, and it was coming off a big run for the high school guys. You know, Garnett went the year before, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, and it was kind of a run. This was this was a weird time in the NBA, a, a crazy time. Well, I mean, this '96 draft's historic it, as far as the underclassmen, uh, the high school kids that came out. It, it was it's one me, of the best classes ever. To me, it's the great it, it's the greatest draft ever. I know it's between '84, '96, '03. '03, those it, are your ones. But <laughs> I think, and you know, I'm I'm biased. Outside of the good play, 84 is pretty historic. 84 but, is pretty daggum good, too. It's hard to get past 84, but I, 96 is just it. 96 changed the basketball world. I mean, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant were in the same draft. And, you know, we talked about in the Iverson episode, and we'll go the other way here. You know, Iverson went one direction, you know, with the way he was going to play the game and try to win. Kobe went a completely different direction. He had more of a, you know, Iverson was a, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to die on my shield every night for this team. But he, he was, I mean, he was in all honesty, Iverson was a bad teammate as far as it, it, he's a great player, but he was, he was not a good teammate. He did not make his team better, you know, night in and night out. He didn't, he never evolved his game. He did what he needed to do to get that win on that night as to where Kobe, his career arc was, how do I get better? How do I get better? There's a story. I can't, I can't remember the year, Steven, maybe you remember he, uh, he broke his right hand. Oh, so um, all summer he had to, he, he, all summer he practiced as if he was left-handed. Yep. I, so when he, when he came back that season, I can't remember either. It's gonna it bother like me early, early two thousands. So he comes back that season and all of a sudden he's one of the best left-handed players, off-handed players in the league. Yep. Because that was just the type of guy he was. So, 
you know, not to keep comparing him to Iverson, but just that 96, you know, draft is a difference. So a question for you on the 96 draft, uh, Kobe being traded to the Lakers that night, obviously changed the history of sports. It just did. Mm-hmm. Um, we we'll do the what ifs here <laughs> real quick. These are fun. Me, me and couch coach did some of them, but we'll do some of them with you too. But is that the biggest draft night trade in history? I mean, I'm not an expert on these, but what's bigger than Kobe Bryant going from Charlotte to the Lakers? I, I can't think of one. I got one okay. that that might rival it. I I'm not saying it's would. I'm not saying it's better, but I have one that'll at least rival rival it. The Dallas Mavericks once upon a time traded Robert Trailer for Dirk Nowitzki and Pat Garrity. They then flipped Pat Garrity in a package to bring in Steve Nash. Steve Nash. That's huge. So if you're talking about highest level player, I think Kobe gets the nod over Dirk. But if you're talking, you somehow turned Robert Trailer into Dirk Nowitzki and Steve Nash. <laughs> that's impressive. That's pretty daggum good as well. The, the only reason I'll still give Kobe the edge is be, only because he went to L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what happened in L.A. And Charlotte lost their team. Yes. Um, do you agree? Me and Couch Coach Live both agreed. Charlotte doesn't lose a team if Kobe Bryant stays there. There's no question. There's, <laughs> There's no, no question about that. Kobe Bryant would not. I don't think like I'm not going to say he would walk in the front office and be like, you're not trading my, or moving my team. I just think that the, think the draw happen. that he would bring, the level of competitiveness that he would bring. But I don't know. It, it's one of those things where you like to say for certain it doesn't happen. But I mean, it's. I'm- yeah, I'll go ahead and say it's for certain. And it, it reminds me of when you know Jordan went to Chicago. Chicago wasn't a, a storied franchise, no. and he went there and he made them the biggest brand in the world. I think Kobe. There's there's nothing that Kobe did that makes me think that he needed a particular situation. A lot of players are like right play. We talk about Steve Nash in this draft had a Hall of Fame career. If he doesn't. If he goes to the wrong situation, I don't know that he has the same career. As to where Kobe, I really don't think it mattered where Kobe went. Kobe goes to Cleveland Cavaliers. He's got two rings. I, I think I Nash that. travels well, but I get I t- I, your point is taken. Like, but I'm saying as far as as great as he was, I think mm-hmm. even Nash would have some, you know, or, or you know, let's talk about Steph Curry. If Steph Curry goes to the wrong team, he's oh, not yeah. the Steph Curry that we know now. Hands uh, down. But he's going. He's a legend. As to where Kobe, I really do not think it mattered where Kobe played basketball. They were going to be very, very successful. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's That's the kind of player I think he was. So we talked about it here. His first few years, he didn't play a ton. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy. I listened to some cool interviews with him, and uh, he wasn't happy about it. Uh, he was watching these other guys like Iverson – could do whatever and <laughs> i'm telling and that and that oh one or I, yeah the oh one finals th- nobody could tell me that kobe was there was no way he was losing that to iverson by the way because he was bitter about these guys the other 96 guys and ray allen and iverson and those guys getting the playing time mm-hmm. and he was riding the bench and he essentially finally got in because of injuries and circumstances and obviously you know the rest is history but you know he had another he he guesses he had another three four thousand points, you know, wasted uh, in in the league, which was pretty wild. But that's the kind of chip he carried on his shoulder, even though. So uh, let's get into the three peat. So, okay. So at in the ninety six, uh, you know, ninety six is also is that that's when Shaq went to the Lakers, correct? 
in 96 96 let me let me check that out i think if not i think it's the year after yeah i yeah okay yeah it could have been let me take a look here is the lakers pretty right good uh Kobe yeah Bryant. that was that was the year yep that yeah. was year four Shaq. you're 100 yeah. right so the lakers have got Shaq. they've got kobe now so mm-hmm. the and then um you know jordan everybody got to remember jordan's still in the league and they're the best team in the league so 96 yeah. 97 98 is the bulls we had the the uh, odd strike season mm-hmm. <laughs> or the lockout season. Lockout, lockout, yeah, one of four lockouts in NBA history. Yeah, yeah, that, that which is a weird season. The Spurs won it. So it in two thousand, here, here we go. From 2000, 2000, 2001, 2002, we have the three peat. Yes, this was Kobe and Shaq at their primes. Things are rolling. You know the Robert Ory years, like everything comes together. And they put they put uh, three championships in a row together. I just got to ask, how good were these teams? Just in your, <laughs> I mean, they three peated, so you know that 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 certainly speaks to it. But I mean, if you look in, if you look at what Kobe and Shaq just by themselves, we'll we'll talk about their teammates here in a minute. But you Shaq rattling off triple doubles as a center <laughs> like we're look at what we're doing with Nikola Jokic and rightfully so this season yeah Shaq didn't do it all year long but I mean my goodness in like the finals and in the playoffs his playoffs were yeah and he was getting blocks and he would like he was doing it all like he he was phenomenal I mean we're talking about Superman the diesel you know one of the most if not the most imposing forces in NBA history where meanwhile we have young Kobe Bryant who and by his own right, is an athletic freak. And yeah. I think that so many fans today are robbed of what we saw with some of these younger guys. Not only just Kobe, but like even Ray Allen, young Ray Allen. People will only talk about him as a three-point shooter, but this dude, would you would jam it over the top of your head. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, but Kobe Bryant, same thing. I mean, dunk contest winner. I don't. I think that was one of the accolades that we didn't mention earlier on. Like he won a dunk contest. Um would it would attack would run that triangle offense as a perimeter player with Phil Jackson being his coach. We saw how successful it was with Michael again, you know, the great, you know, career paths are paralleling, you know, each other at this point. And Kobe was, I mean, passing, rebounding, assisting, you know, scoring everything that you could want, defending very well. Those two were doing it all. And then if you look at the 99, 2000 Lakers roster, I mean, they got my guy Derek Fisher, another Arkansas guy. He went to UALR, the Trojans, as a another '96 guy. Another '96 guy. He was drafted in that same year with Kobe. Um, he ran that point guard. And what was interesting about what we saw kind of shifting towards modern basketball was that it was okay for your point guard to just be a defensive-minded first guy and a spot-up shooter. That's what we started seeing in these mid '90s to early 2000s. The point guard didn't have to be the one facilitating the ball. In the triangle offense, if you could shoot, pass, and play defense, you were you were fine. Right. So you had Derek Fisher. You had Rick Fox, the movie star, right? Like he, <laughs> yeah. he's been in a lot of movies, a lot of commercials, things like that. But he was a good defender and he could hit from deep too. I mean, Ron Harper, I, I don't know the last time that I've looked at an NBA championship winning team that Ron Harper wasn't on wasn't the roster. A, you know, I mean, Ron Harper. outstanding defender. His offense was historically overlooked. I feel like, you know, there was once upon a time where Harper was 
a very imposing score, but as his career dwindled, he was looked to more as a, you know, a vet who can defend his tail off Robert Horry. I mean, this guy, it might be the goat based on number of <laughs> rings one, um, yeah. the master of the clutch shot. I mean, you know, played in Houston, played in San Antonio, any, another guy, you know, anywhere that there's a championship one around this time. He's Robert another guy, when he was in Houston, he was an active, active player. Like, uh, mm-hmm. he was, he was really athletic. A lot of, just a lot of, uh, highlight reel dunks and stuff. The fact that he became this great shooter is the, one of the odder things in NBA history. Yeah. And uh, again, combo forward, we started seeing the evolution of NBA positions at this point too. you know, um, Tyron Lou now coaching the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, you talked about <laughs> Allen Iverson in the last icons episode. He's famous for being stepped over when he's on this team. Uh, Glenn Rice, another great three and D guy. Again, we're starting to see modernization in NBA positions here. Uh, John Sally, another guy who's been on a number of really talented teams, and Brian Shaw. So that's a really talented, deep roster with vets that know how to play, and they knew their perfect roster. Of of course. And what else could you want for an ascending Shaquille O'Neal and ascending Kobe Bryant to be surrounded by tough-nosed, knew their role, savvy veterans to help make them look the absolute best that they possibly could? Yeah, and uh, it's the stunning stat of all time in basketball. The the 2001 LA Lakers went 15 and one in the playoffs. Yes, I mean, I mean, this doesn't. I I still I would I would I would imagine that every one of those players still regrets that one loss because they never should have lost one to Philadelphia. Credit to Allen Iverson. It's it's crazy. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson's championship moment is winning one game in the NBA finals, the Lakers went 15 and one in that. And you know how many players that they stunted from being viewed even higher. I mean, Chris Webber is still not in the hall of fame because he went all of these championship runs. Chris Webber was, he tried his absolute best to get past his team. He, there was a couple seasons where they gave him all they could handle, but I mean, Chris Webber is viewed entirely different if one of these rings doesn't go this way. And, you know, this this era of basketball, the NBA, the early 2000s, really um, gets shunned. But Sacramento, L.A., San Antonio were really, really, really good teams. Yep. That were San, Antonio, San Antonio has two more championships. Phoenix has a championship with that. Dallas LA. might be be looked at it, better, too. It's, so It, it was the West Utah. was... <laughs> the, the West was awesome. Now, I will admit that the the and this is all this. Okay, so here's the black mark on this these this L.A. Lakers three peat is who they played. We all know that they you know they played with the Nets to, or they, what was what was it? Uh, they played Philadelphia, the Nets. Mm-hmm. They played. They played. Um, who was it? They played the Nets. Yes, Indiana was the the first one, and yeah. then Philadelphia, and then New Jersey. Yeah, and this was coming once again. This is coming off the Michael Jordan run, as to where everything was compared to that. Mm-hmm. I think we would have to go back and watch those games to to try and guess how good those teams were. Um, they they just get looked at as they were terrible because they didn't have a Kobe Bryant. So it's always everybody always says the Lakers walked through those finals, but what they forget is what they had to go through in the West to get there. 
Yeah, uh, and that was a stout Western Conference. It oh yeah, they, that the Sacramento uh, teams were really, really good teams. Um, yeah, but like you said, that oh that two thousand two thousand one season, the it, only time they lost in that stretch was the one game against Philadelphia. So even though they swept all those teams, <laughs> those were pretty incredible teams. I mean, Portland yeah. was kicking around at that time too. Oh yeah, Some really deep Portland teams. Yeah, yeah. that was the, the I, that was the Sheed teams. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was just the, I, I've I've realized as I've grown older that that's one of the best teams the NBA has ever seen. I actually I did a list maybe I think it was last year sometime and I'm like yeah that this was this was one of the best they're they're up there with the '98 Bulls and the uh, you know some of the couple of the Warrior teams whichever one you want to pick out of the Warrior teams the, this team was they had you named it that that roster is perfect they had everything there was and it no didn't really place. graduate much i mean if you look at 01 or the the 2000 2001 they had devin george was another great defensive minded guy yeah. uh who else mark madsen the world's greatest cheerleader isaiah ryder was on that team <laughs> oh and then gosh. and then the 0102 season the last one of the three peat they added mitch richmond and lindsey hunter who Lindsey Hunter is an NBA champion on the Detroit Pistons a couple seasons later. So Lindsey Hunter is a really good ball player. Yeah, I, I love like Lindsey Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then what? What's crazy about this is is also at the same time. We I guess we should have we should have mentioned they picked up Phil Jackson as a coach for this three P. So this of was Phil, Phil Jackson's third three P. And Kobe gave a lot of credit to his career to Phil Jackson uh, a lot in his books and stuff. You know, you can go back and look. But um, but this is also. As this is going on, there was this weird awkwardness between him and Shaq was starting to fester. It, it was, mm-hmm. I, it, it was just, it was the weirdest storyline, you know, of these years. And it was all because Kobe wouldn't, Kobe wouldn't just uh, put on the facade. Like Kobe had no problem admitting, and he said it, you know, all the way through. Shaq was a coworker. I mean, Kobe never backed down from that. You know, in the media, he never said, oh, no, we're best buddies. You know, we were just and Shaq, you know, felt the same way about Kobe. I think I think the root of it was always Shaq probably thought that Kobe was a little too intense, like didn't see the big picture. And I don't know if that's not true about young Kobe, uh, just from what I know about him and being a young person. Just being a young person, not you know, that that could have very well been true that he was a little too focused on the career, so to speak. And Kobe, I think held it against Shaq a little bit, obviously that basketball wasn't the end and end of the world, even as good as he was at it. And as hard as he played, you know, I don't think every summer Shaq did everything he could to get better at basketball. Well, think about this. I mean, we talk about Shaquille O'Neal and how he evolved as a player when the Los Angeles Lakers acquired Shaquille O'Neal it did not take very long for his body type to change. You know what I mean? Like when we talk about Orlando Shaq, he's kind of along the same lines of maybe even a Giannis build, you know, for his time where he's tall, he's strong, he's lanky, he's, you know, rugged. He's, he's a, he's a, a physical freak of nature. Yeah. And to his credit, I mean, the body change didn't slow him down at all, really, as far as like how dominant he was. If anything, it might have made him a little better. But I mean, (laughs) if you look at if you look at the way Kobe conducted himself his entire career, you know, he was a veteran when he came into the league. And when you're when you're an established player like a Shaquille O'Neal, 
and you're being held accountable by a pup. You That's know, a great point. That has to rub you the wrong way because I mean, we talk about this in sports. We talk about this, you know, in military. You have to earn the ability to be able to do things. And Kobe was just like, no, like, not that he's entitled, but he he will hold you accountable. But he will hold himself to that same standard, you know, and as a vet who's accomplished, who's not just a basketball player, but a celebrity, like you're appearing in movies, like you're going to WCW (laughs) to go making movies at the time. Mm -hmm. You're in video, Shaq Fu, like all that, you know, you got all these things happening. And Kobe's like, bro, let's you're here. You're getting paid to play basketball. Let's be a basketball player. And Shaq's like bro, we're winning, <laughs> you know, like, let me have fun. And to, to piggyback on that, to pick on, you know, Shaq a little bit, he handles himself that way in broadcasting too. He, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like I, I don't, I'm not he, mad at he, it. He gets paid a lot to do what he does, but I, he, I don't necessarily, we consider him an analyst, you know, as he's not as, my go-to source of information for, <laughs> for basketball. Yeah, and, and who knows what I think, I think, okay, if those two never cross paths, I think that Kobe has a way better career than Shaq does. Does that make any sense? I I really think that everything you said, even though Shaq I don't think was a big fan of it, I think he absolutely needed that guy. You know, and and Kobe learned – I shouldn't say learned – adapted to playing with a guy like Shaq, which isn't super easy if you're a scorer. That's a little – it's not a it's not a natural melt there for two guys ball dominant guys or Shaq's not really a ball dominant guy but he needs a ball in his hand yeah and Kobe really really needed the ball in his hand and for them to work that out as a duo and play as good as they did for I mean really it was a five six year run that mm-hmm. that was amazing we'll we'll talk about the O four team here in a second matter of fact one of the, I mean. If if they find a like, and here's the thing: if they find a way just to put yeah. their differences aside, man, like you could be talking about, uh, you know, a, a Boston Celtics esque run, yeah. you know, they, where they, they're just and they they could have add, they would have added good players too, the way the NBA was structured then. Mm-hmm. So so okay, well let's let's talk about the 0304. I called it the 0304 disaster. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll we'll do some of those what ifs and maybe maybe we we can figure out what happened there. So they're coming off the his, you know the historic run, three of the best seasons anybody's ever seen. Now we all know that Kobe wants to win at least six. All the you know you, whether it's LeBron or whether it's Steph or whoever, they want to win six because of Mike. But I mean, Kobe, Kobe wanted to win thirteen, and I don't really know that. Wins, yeah, he wanted to at least win seven. Yeah, Kobe, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> he'll admit that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he admitted. That. I'm sorry about that. Um, so they go in the 3 four season. And this got weird. This is when they bring in <laughs> Gary Payton, Carl Malone. It, they tried to build. Byron like, Russell is another one. Oh my gosh, Byron Russell, um, mm-hmm. Horace they, Grant. Yeah, they tried to string together this weird, odd veteran super team of a bunch of guys. I'll just say it, chasing rings. Malone was was absolutely chasing the ring. So it was Peyton, mm-hmm. and they thought they could just and and it and rightfully so. Like it makes sense that they could just I could jump on a team with Kobe and Shaq, and I've I've got a good chance of winning a ring, and they. They go into the uh, 03-04 season. The season's all right. 
Kobe has the Denver incident. Now I won't get dig too deep into that because in all honesty, I just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. uh, it went through the, it went through the legal proceedings, you know, everything, you know, got it went away. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I honestly, like, I, I, I just can't speak on it because I wasn't there. I can only go by court records and things like that. There was an incident in Denver. You guys can look it up. There's plenty of podcasts on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Kobe, Kobe had court hearings in Denver and he was going <laughs> to court hearings during the NBA playoffs, the yes. four playoffs. And it was a huge distraction. This was a, you know, as far as the on the court stuff and the basketball stuff, you know, I remember all Kobe's sponsors all cut him. You know, I remember, yeah. I, I believe it was Adidas at the time, you know, they cut ties with Kobe. This is almost like if you're too young to remember this, you might remember what happened with, I'm not saying it's the same situation, but Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yep. It same was huge. thing. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was huge and it, and and nba players are naturally everybody's always waiting for them to fall like i'll just be totally honest not mm -hmm. if you're not a big basketball fan you you have a they're just kind of predisposed they want these guys to fail and kobe wasn't super likable anyway and i mean likable in the way that he didn't he wasn't cuddly. Let's put Kobe wasn't cuddly. I shouldn't say he wasn't likable. I'm he sure was he feuding with his, you know, his. I don't know yeah. who the Batman and Robin on this team is. If there is such a thing, you know, maybe. Yeah. You know, there one's the Dark Knight and one's the world's greatest detective. I don't know, but like they, <laughs> yeah. they have two Batmans on this team, and they're not getting along. Yeah. You know, so there's that aspect of it. So people are kind of dividing, like, whose side are you on? Are you a Shaq guy? Or are you a Kobe guy? And, and Shaq. Shaq is the huggable teddy bear that yep. you see on cereal boxes. Yep. He's, Took he's the, the guy out of my mouth. So Shaq had the advantage there, even though I think that if this happened now, Steven, as us as, you know, part of the sports network and stuff as analysts, I think we would have saw through some of that mm -hmm. as where I don't know if I did then. I'm not saying that I, I always give everybody benefit of the doubt. And I let, I'm, I believe in, you know, this is private stuff. Let the legal system work it out, whatever. And they did that. But this was huge. This was the big thing. So a lot of turmoil. Kobe's flying back and forth to Denver to go to court cases. He's coming back. And keep in mind, he's not an old – he's not a veteran player at this time. You know, he's eight years into the league, and this is happening. Mm -hmm. Seven years. This was the seventh, seventh yeah. season. Seventh so season. Even younger. Ball. Yeah. He, remember, he came in at 17, so he's 24 years old. This is happening. So let's keep in mind, this is a 24-year-old man going through this. Huge distraction. Of course, once again, Stephen touched on it. Shaq's the, the big teddy bear that's, you know, well, it couldn't be Shaq's fault. He's too much fun. And then they run into the one of the, um, I don't know, one of the most unique teams in NBA history, this 04 Pistons team. They were put together. They were just – they were maniacal. They were great defenders. They were they were built to stop a team, an older team like the Lakers. The Lakers really just hit the it was just a wrong team at the wrong time for a Lakers team. Well, and, look at this, Jeff. Before they even get there, they play mm -hmm. against the Houston Rockets, who we know at this time, like still a really good team. Four and one against the Rockets. Four and two against the San Antonio Spurs. Four and two against Kevin Garnett's Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. And then they run into this. Was it that was Kevin Garnett's in was that his uh when he had the number one seed? Was it that year? I believe so, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they they played him in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. It probably, so, it probably was. No, yeah. the Lakers were the one seed. The oh, Lakers were they? Were okay. The one seed, yeah. Okay, but still 
Minnesota is really good. Really good. And this Detroit team was just was just vicious, and uh, I can remember when that when that final started, watching it and thinking, literally, you know, the it was kind of like a few years ago. If anybody remembers from Golden State, the last championship against the Cavs, to where it was like this is said and done. Where this isn't, we're not, <laughs> we're not worth. It's not worth watching. And the Pistons win. And I remember Tayshawn Prince stood out. Rip Hamilton, like what is Tayshawn happening? Prince had a bid moment. Uh, Chauncey Billups is Mister Big Shot. Chauncey Bill- this Ben team- Wallace is your defensive, you know, player of the year. Yep. Like this is where he's like really gaining momentum. And then you got Antonio McDice, a former Laker, Lindsey Hunter on the team. So you got a, you know, Corliss Williamson is another Arkansas guy. So, you know, oh, yeah. you kind of notice a theme. I, I like the Pistons and I like the Suns. <laughs> so um, they had, they had my Arkansas guys. I was actually born in the same city as uh, Corliss. So, you know, I love, I love Corliss, but um, I mean, the Lakers, you, they only win one game it's- against Larry Brown, who, Again, it's a great coach, but they have Phil Jackson. I mean, if you stack this roster up, it's you're, just, you're not. This is this is like the Mavs. You know what? Seven seasons later, yeah. How 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 big of a how big of a uh, to get off Kobe for just one second? How big of an, a mark is this against the Carl Malone? Because Carl Malone was a starter that year. He wasn't just a guy sitting on the bench chasing a ring. He right. Carl Malone doesn't wear anything for this season. And Kobe and Carl uh, don't get along. Or didn't well, get along. Uh, sorry, Carl um, Malone's also in his 18th season. Oh yeah, at oh, yeah. this point. So yeah. I'm just saying, as far as there's only one person work. to do. There's only one person to do what he's doing at the age right now. It's LeBron James. Like Carl yeah. Malone is no LeBron James. You know right. what I mean? Oh, so I I just thought I just want to pick on Carl Malone a little bit because I can't stand him. I, so, t- I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Keep your eye on the ball, Carl. Um, <laughs> so. And then, and then I wonder too. We we spoke on it how Kobe was the drive. He was the driving force of the team through the three peak. Do you think that this is where it showed up that Shaquille O'Neal needed that guy? And then when Kobe was, the fact of the matter is, he was distracted. There is no way to deny what was happening. And then when you started pulling him a little bit away and he couldn't focus as much, that Shaq couldn't pick up the the pieces. Um, and rally that team to a victory. I just I think that it says a lot about that. And then essentially, what happens after this series is you know that this is the breakup. I called it the breakup. Yeah. And you had to pick sides. Um, a lot of things were going. Essentially, it was we're going to keep Shaq or we're going to keep Kobe. Kobe. I'm sorry. Um, this, this is I mean, fitting to the '90s. You know, the time. This is Ross and Rachel. You know, like when, yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is Ross. This is Ross Geller and Rachel Green. You know, like who who do you think was right about the whole break situation? You know, I. Yep. The and and to your point about Kobe being gone, isn't it just weird how? It rubbed Shaq the wrong way that Kobe would ride him so hard, and he would be like, "No, dude, like we, let's focus about basketball." But in the one season yep. since Kobe was drafted, and they were ever teammates, that Shaq needed to be the absolute no doubt guy. That he was like, "Bro, like this sucks." And this gets into what we always talk about when we say how important our positions and stuff like that really like. If the center is your best player, and this is where we started seeing it at this time, centers used to be it. You yep. know, you had to have a big center 
to win rings, but like it getting to that early toward two thousands, you know, Shaq is great for his position. He went on to win a ring later, you know, but like he had to have another perimeter creator facilitator in Dwayne Wade in order to in yep. order to do that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I was that's what I was getting at exactly. This was the the one season that that I mean not even the one season, the one series, just a mm-hmm. series. And you know, that's a good point to bring up. This was the this was the series that changed the NBA when people were like, "Oh, wait a minute. We don't have to have Elijahwan, Shaq, David Robinson, these guys uh to to win a championship." I really think that changed how teams could could build. Um you know that that's a, that's a great point. This was kind of the end of that era, in all honesty. I mean, Rob, you know, we were we were losing the classic centers and mm-hmm. transforming into something completely different. Uh, yes, Shaq did, you know, go on a couple years later to win with Miami. He was he was good, but he doesn't do it without Wade. Um, exactly. That, yeah, that's a good point, and I, and I and that's how I feel about it. We talk about Ross and Rachel. I went with, I sided with Kobe on this for everything you said. Uh, you know, I don't love, I don't love the Denver situation, but that's a different story. But as far as I, I thought that Shaq kind of let his team down and Kobe let his team down too. I mean, you, I, I do understand that, but just, I always thought that that Kobe was all in and I never believed that out of Shaq. And if you look at how Shaq really finished his career, Mm-hmm. I know that bigger guys don't play as long, but I mean, he fell off quick. He, there's no way you can tell me he was as dedicated after that, especially after he got that fourth ring and he, when he won it, he cared more about winning one more than Kobe than he did anything else. I think that he cared that he won one without Kobe, you know, more so than the yeah, right. And, and I know that we're basically saying the same thing, but I think focusing in on like, I'm going to prove Kobe wrong. Like, yeah. I think that's what we're both speaking to is like, I did this without Kobe. But again, we, we just talked about you had another guy who is the isolationist, you know, spectacular yeah. athletic freak of nature in Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Yeah. And about the same, you know, because Wade was a little older. He's about the same age as when Shaq played with Kobe. And mm-hmm. I know they made each other better. But uh, and a little a little of me is a little bitter towards Shaq because I think he takes a lot more credit for what he did in the NBA than then I, I don't know. I just, he, he, he just thinks that he was basically, he puts himself in a category that I don't know that I think he was in. He is a great. So here's great. the thing, all time, great. great player. All-time. But I think what you're getting at Jeff is like, there's, you know, what the kids say, there's levels to this. Right. Yeah. Um, and when we're looking at like what Kobe did for basketball compared to Shaq, yeah. Shaq in his own right, you know, we, we, he has his own niche, you know, he's the most imposing force in, in basketball history. Oh yeah. No. You can't say that about Kobe, but you can yeah. say Kobe might be the most cerebral player in NBA history, you Very know, possible. like, and that's, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of cerebral guys in yeah, the NBA I'd say, history. I'd say he's up there with LeBron, you know, guys like that, that really MJ. see the game different. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. see the game different. So, uh, so then, so after, after this, uh, Shaq leaves, he goes to Miami so we have the 05, the 06, 07 seasons, which is crazy because I remember when I started looking back at this, in my mind, there was 10 years that Kobe's teams failed. It's just <laughs> in my mind, I was like, oh, I remember all them years. That, it was 05, 06, 07. That's Time it. is so weird when we think it, about NBA history. It, like really? Things feel so far away. They feel so close together. 
but it's always different from what you initially think. Yeah. 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 And so these three seasons after, you know, after Shaq leaves, uh, Kobe switched to 24, which was, which was unprecedented. One more than Jordan. Yeah. And he uh, plays the rest of his career with 24. It was still crazy. I remember switching to 24 and thinking like, what is happening here? But he, and he stuck with it and, and mm-hmm. was great with it, obviously. So this though, this is when Kobe says, all right, I, I got this. And becomes, <laughs> he has two or three years. He's the best, one of the best scores we've ever seen in the history of the NBA for a few years here. J- just amazing stuff. Uh, absolutely unstoppable score. By necessity, too. Like, look yes. at what we're doing right now with Curry, and I think that he just broke Kobe's record of most games with like thirty and like consecutive games with thirty points in a row. Wow! But we're praising Steph Curry right now because we recognize that he doesn't have talent around him, and he's this—he's another lovable, likable guy. He—he's smaller than most other stars, so he feels like you know, like he's winning for us. You know what I mean? Like he—he's one of just these regular guys out there just killing it, but um. Kobe's basically did the same thing at this time, and we hated yeah. him for it. We called him a ball, oh, yeah. hog. just a ball hog. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, yeah, I remember. I, I totally like. I wasn't totally on that side, but I just kind of lost track of him. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was so weird. This was, you know, LeBron had just come into the league. Wade had just come into the league. You know, that 03 class was fantastic, and it was just Jordan is gone now. Yeah, he's totally gone. And we didn't we didn't cover not we didn't cover, but this the game there just wasn't as many games on TV. So I couldn't the Lakers were on at like 10 30 every night. I just I didn't watch a lot of the games. I didn't appreciate what was happening. You know, every morning on Sports Center, oh, you know, Kobe had another 30, 40 points or whatever. So this With was Mush Parker and Chris Mim and Kwame Brown. Right. And- it was it was almost <laughs> it was almost like he was training himself for the next I, I always think he totally he totally knew what the plan was, mm-hmm. and he knew that when the players got there, then he was going to be the next level scorer. And of and of you know, of course, it was one hundred percent right. It's just it was such a it was such a weird thing. Like I say, I thought it was ten years, and it just wasn't. So let, I'll look at the per games here for a few of these years. So in uh in, in two in in oh five oh six, he's thirty five points a game. 35 a game is is crazy. 0607 he's 31 and then you know 0708 we'll start talking about when things were coming around, you know, 28, 26, 27. Uh it just 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 crazy. I mean the guy for the rest of his career was just an absolute scoring machine for someone that played defense that well. That's I think that's very important to remember. He's 12-time all-defensive player. And I say this a lot about Jordan coincidentally that he also took away points from the other team. They mm-hmm. weren't empty points. It, it's just I I really wish I could go back and in, enjoy the games <laughs> like Thank I should you. have been. You know, I, I really do. Just an historic run. And I always think he was training himself to be, you know, the, the, to this next phase of his career. And sure enough, here we go. So 2008 through 2010, I called him the Kobe years yeah. because – once again, it felt like it was never going to happen again. Kobe's back in the finals. He loses to the 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 Boston, Boston team. Celtics. Yeah, the, the Celtics that put Allen three party. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that's not that's not a super team. Like it just let let nobody would admit that that they assembled a team. I will. I mean, 
you, you like, also their bench, you know, at, at several points they had got like Shaq ended up being a Celtic, yeah. not during this time, but like, yeah. um, you know, he had Kendrick Perkins, um, Rajon Rondo, who yeah. has won championship with the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Um, you, you, James Posey, Swiss Army nice def- defender, three and D guy. I mean, you got Eddie House is just a sniper from outside. I'm Doc Rivers is your coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's not a super team. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. It was just <laughs> it was organically put together too. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Allen just happened to wind up there. Whatever. So, but anyway, I mean, Paul great. Pierce was there. Yeah. Oh, Paul yeah. Pierce was there. Yeah. So, but 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 nonetheless, a great Celtics team. I just, of course. just want to say that they needed it. It wasn't they didn't draft all eleven players. Let's just put it that way. So, <laughs> so they beat Kobe in the finals in 08. and then uh, Kobe wins the next two. Right? Yep. Nine yep. and then ten championships without Shaq with his team. You know, a great. You know, not not that they didn't have a great starting lineup. A really good team. And I always thought. I guess I'll ask your thoughts on Gasol, but I always thought he played better. Him and Gasol. In my mind, that's the duo that I think of as far as uh, when I think of Kobe Bryant, I think of him and Gasol. I mean, I'm not going to say that Gasol, like, I know that you're probably not saying this just to clear it up, though. Gasol is clearly not a better individual player than. No, 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 no. But what Paul Gasol was able to do was he was he wanted to be at that same level as Kobe Bryant. Paul Gasol was not. A guy, and I think initially when he first got there, he was so used to being the guy in Memphis that that did take a while. He wasn't he wasn't at Kobe's level yet when he first came in. But as they worked through that first season together, and then they came back, and then they won their two consecutive rings. That second season, Powell was just he was on another level. He yeah. loved that triangle offense. He embraced his role. He and Kobe spoke Spanish together on the court so they could have their own secret language in order yeah. to get some sort of competitive. Like if you're if you're so good at basketball that you're just like, how can we separate ourselves even more? Let's speak a different language Let's that only a different language than most of the other guys that maybe one other player on the other team might be able to understand. You know what and, I mean? So like, and personally, this was the time to where I really appreciated the the Kobe Bryant thing. And I really liked these teams. I felt genuinely good when they won. Of course, I hated the Celtics and still do. But I felt good, you know, when the Lakers won. I just I I just uh I thought it was good. I think Kobe evolved a lot in those years. I mm-hmm. think, you know, he wasn't the player in 04 that he thought he was, just like Shaq wasn't. And I think in you know, eight, nine, ten. He was. You know, he. I. It was important for him to learn. Maybe the grass isn't greener situation too, and you know, just becoming a you know an older adult and and all that, and you know, Denver behind him and perspective and all these things all came together, and that's why I called him the you know Kobe's years to where he was scoring at will. You know, he's the best player in the league, regardless of MVPs and all that. He was probably sure. the best player in the league. I know LeBron at this point is really starting to take off, but he's not the best player in the league. Yeah, that yet. baton hadn't passed yet. And not again, yet. like what you're talking about is Kobe growing, and I want to bring this up, Yeah, is that he's getting to the point where the athleticism is not the same. He's like, this is by no means like we're seeing old man Kobe in a walker or anything like that. But Yeah, we saw he, Jordan do the same thing. He so what he did was he started training with Hakeem Olajuwon in the off season because he wanted to get better at backing down. And it, he his became, 
I mean, that that fadeaway mid-range, that post game up and like he he was so good around the basket. If you, if you were defending Kobe that night, you knew that his back was going to be on you about maybe 60 to 70 percent of the game. Yep. And he, he like uh, like the great posts that we were just talking about of the 80s and the 90s. Now the guard now he as a guard was doing that. And that's something that you don't see when you go play the Boston Celtics or when you go play the Phoenix Suns or the no. Spurs or anyone else like not anyone had a guard that was doing what Kobe Bryant was doing. The only one that I can ever remember, I, it's crazy, is Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan is one of the best post players in the history of the NBA, and Kobe did the same thing. It's almost, I won't say it's gone now, but I mean, you you do not see that, um, you know, right now. It's it's a different game. There's a game. couple. There's a couple points that do it. It's not mm-hmm. as fully. Em- it's not embraced the way that the way that it was then. We'll we'll touch on those a couple of those here in a minute. That's a great point to bring up about Kobe's post play, and and I said this about Jordan, you know, a, a while back. Kobe was a, you know the same way. He would have played in this game. He would have just shot more threes. He would have been an excellent. He was a good three point shooter, but he would have just been an excellent three point shooter. He's seventeenth all times and made threes already when yeah. it wasn't a point of emphasis. Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. Yeah. I mean, he would have, it would have not, it would have, that's what I said. There was no, there was no time he couldn't play. There was no air he couldn't play in. There was no team he couldn't play for. He, he would have molded to any, he, he would have been great in the 50s. He'd have been great in the 2050s. It, it, it's just the truth. Just, just, he could do everything. I, I can remember, you know, we couldn't even touch on all the highlights through these playoff runs of the big shots he made. Um, a lot of them were three pointers. Uh, a lot of them were, there was a half quarters in there. It was just, there was no shot he couldn't make or there's no shot he wouldn't take either though. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, he's it, but, uh, you know, that's, that's just, that was part of his game. You that, knew who was getting the ball when it mattered the most. Yeah. Is as good as he was because he could play defense. It, it made up for a lot of that. He's not the most efficient player in NBA history, but a it's it's hard to be when you're you have to score that many points for your team so it's 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 skewed but he ushered in like i said earlier that hero ball era where efficiency was if you hit you know 12 of 18 shots that's cool you know but like if you were 13 of 31 we still won the game great you know thanks absolutely <laughs> they still didn't want you to shoot it, and you know that's why you put rebounders around you and things like that. I mean, the '98 Bulls lived on that uh, mm-hmm. rebounding and and missed shots and and things like that. So when you had crazy. Lamar Odom, Pal Gasol, and Andrew Bynum as your front court, like you wow. were going to get rebounds. I mean, yep. you're you're talking about an all seven footer lineup there. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just. It, but I I really did like those years, and it was it was cool to see the the culmination of the career. Uh, Selfishly, I'm glad he got one more than Shaq. Uh, if I'm being honest, uh, I know it sounds like I'm bashing on Shaq because I just I don't like him that much. I don't think he's a bad person or anything. I just I don't I, like I'm, him as an analyst. I liked him as a player, but as an analyst. yeah, he was a good player, but I he he left a little bit out there. He let he we, left a little bit out there. We watched the game at different points in our lives too, Jeff. So like you you True. understand it more than as a as an adult. Well, I'm, I'm his, we're, he's slightly older than me, so it, it does change it. And and I said that a lot about the way I feel about Kobe. Where I'm a year, I was a year, two years older, mm-hmm. so I saw his career differently than like my son saw it. 
So yeah, you know, six years old, like I'm growing up with Kobe and I, and I had Jordan and that, and that's why I, you know, I fight a guy on the street, you know, <laughs> over Jordan LeBron, but it's because of how impression we are. That's when I, I realize, and I think that's probably why by the time the Oh nine, 10 teams came around, you know, I've got a 13 year old kid at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm a different person too than when yep. Kobe comes into the league in 96 and so I start to realize, like, oh, okay, this is this is called maturing. This is called growing. This is called, you know, building yourself, you know, you know, as a man, you know, because he was male or yeah. woman. If it's the woman side, so I think I appreciated all that more. And it, it's you know, especially with the research I did this week, it's grown deeper. So he's went from not even in my list of like ten athletes I ever liked to someone that I really, really, really appreciate now and wish i wouldn't have underestimated what they did so much but that that's on me i mean it's not like you know i i'm the one that overlooked the greatness not not everybody else so his career is the same no matter if you look at it as a hater or a lover of it you know it's the same there you thing. go no you're yeah. exactly i yeah i never i never um yeah i never threw any shade on it or any of that i was never you know me you know me well enough that uh-huh. i don't just make things up so that's a good point but they at least respect it you know Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Actually, you know, yeah, you because know, my son, my son's the one that was like, "No, this this guy's awesome," and all this. So, kind of made me take a second look, and then so I got to enjoy the nine and ten seasons for what they were, and appreciate the greatness of it. I never had, I never had a problem admitting. You know, a lot of people even say that if you just look at on the court, he did it better than Jordan because he took what Jordan what did and earlier. Did, yeah, now they did it in different eras, so we really don't know, but he. But he didn't do it worse. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and that probably, and once we talked about that, that kind of holds him back in the conversation because they're like, well, if we're, how can we say, if we, we can't have both, we can't have Jordan and Kobe be one and two because it's just not as much fun. Cause you're like, oh, wait a minute, every six, six shooting guard, he comes in and, you know, <laughs> plays from, the, like you say, plays from the elbow. Like, so what's it? So I think that what's Ron Harper? four <laughs> so it's just it, it it and that's just it's just the way it is but uh kobe and jordan had a pretty good relationship so it's not like there was a lot of animosity there or whatever no, you know, we saw that in the last dance we saw that kobe yeah. was that number eight you know he's gonna be a problem yeah and, yeah and we see now that you know he's uh, there's a lot going on you know his um yeah you know, he's gonna be is gonna be inducting kobe bryant to the hall of fame um yeah. I have my own speculation. I'm not breaking news, but like we also found out recently that Nike's contract with um, the the Bryant family they let the, it expire. They, correct. they let it expire. I'm of the mindset that I I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jordan Brand doesn't pick up um, mm-hmm. the 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 Bryant estate portion of the you know his you know the the sneakers mm-hmm. right. Like I think that that would be that excellent. Sense. Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a tough situation. Um, there's no, there's, there's certain ways to do it. There's, you know, nothing, it's hard to take something great out of this. You know, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I, and I hope so. I would like to see Jordan being the icon that he is. I would like to see him. I I think that helps give validity to Kobe's career all the things that I said about, you know, older guys like me that don't have that attachment. That's something that Jordan can be like, no, 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 <laughs> you, you've got to watch, you've got to, you know, watch this guy. He was, and that does, that really does help when, 
the opposite of what we talk about Shaq and Barkley all the time that are always killing the the next guys and trying to I was going to uh, mention that I was going to mind their career you know uh you know it 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 is cool to see them realize that how legendary cuz the guys that played on the court know exactly how good Kobe was you know they they they, they will never deny you won't hear one person come up with a flaw in his game he was he was just he was just a step above everybody. He was just different cerebrally, like you said, physically. Um, just and do yourself a favor, anybody. Just go watch. Even if you just go watch Kobe's all-time dunks, there, there's some things in there that they're not even human for somebody that knew that much about the game. It's a little like LeBron, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of a comparison here to where, wait a minute, you can't be the most physically gifted and the smartest player on the court. That's just not fair. So When we had um, Ronnie Brewer Jr. on, on our show, uh, he he was talking a little bit. He came into the league as a defender, and uh, he he was drafted by the Utah Jazz under the the, the late great you know Jerry Sloan, and he the, immediately was a part of some successful teams. By the his second season, he was starting, um, and I and I liked Ronnie because you know he went to the University of Arkansas, and that's that's a recurring thing for me. But um, <laughs> he was a defender, and he shared a little bit about you know his toughest assignments, and you know automatically Kobe Bryant was, you know, among, if not the first, you know, guy that he talked about, because you, a good night for you as a Kobe defender is 25 points. You know, like if you kept him maybe a point or two <laughs> below his average, <laughs> you you were like, I, I did, I did what I was supposed to do that night. You know what I mean? Like if he, if you kept him in the, in the low to mid twenties, like, all right, you know, I feel like I did pretty good against Kobe, but it's, it's just such a different level with with yeah. players. And you're talking about the one percent of the one percent. Yes. Yes. Know. Yeah. It's it, it's it's amazing. So so then you got the eleven through thirteen seasons were rough. This was you know things you know the team you know, which you know what he just you know you got the two championships are coming off that. You had some injuries in there. A little nagging things. Powell started getting a little hurt too, slowing down. Lamar yeah, stuff going on. But what was different about this time is it didn't feel as it felt like Kobe was not okay with it, but like okay, he accepted it. You know, he always said that he was gonna, you know, at this point we'll talk. We know what we'll talk in a minute. We'll talk about some of the possible trades and stuff. But at this point, he was going to finish out as a Laker. I'm a Laker. That's how it's going to be. I think he understood. And plus, it by this time now you've got you've got to. You've got LeBron at full steam. You've got Wade. The writing was on the wall. You weren't going to compete with, you know, with these teams. The Spurs were still kicking it. Um, you know, it was just it was just kind of that time. And then uh, so we move into the 14 through 16 seasons, which I just kind of call the the kind of the goodbye tour. Uh, yeah. He he heard his Achilles in there. You know, the famous. It was still is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in sports. Uh, what was it? Was it 14 or 15 when he, I think it was 15 when he, you're talking about the Achilles and then yeah. he went and hit the game winning or he finished his free throw routine. Yeah. He, he tears his Achilles on a drive. I mean, it's, it's, it's done. And, but he goes out and shoots the free throws and limps off the court, but he wouldn't retire that way. So no. he re he rehabs his Achilles and comes back and plays, you know, his last season in the NBA. And, uh, in his last game, I believe he scored 
fifth. It was just the anniversary was just the other day, as a matter of fact. And I mm. believe he scored sixty. He scored sixty. <laughs> he scored sixty. A mild sixty point. I don't care if it's just me and a hoop. I would have trouble scoring sixty points in the night. Um, it, so, so it ended. It kind of ended perfectly. Which, if you would have asked somebody in 04 how this was going to go, nobody would have guessed that. That's how it was going to go. Nobody guesses. Oh, Kobe gets you know two more with the Lakers. Finishes out as the you know he's probably he's the greatest Laker ever. I'll say it. He is. Yeah. Um, no, you know, apologies to Magic Johnson and that's all that. But lot, by the way, like that's, that's not that's saying a more than a lot. Um, even if you want to say he's one of the best, I'll take that with the Lakers. As as growing up a Lakers fan, I'll take it. Um, Without but, controversy, he's top three. Without yeah, controversy. there you go, there you go. That that we we could we could agree on that. So. It was uh, it was kind of it was weird to see, and it, and that's another one of those things. When it finally came down to the end, and he was leaving, I'm like, whoa, what what did I just see? And it's going to happen with LeBron, just because mm-hmm. LeBron's been around so long. That's where we talked about Shaq. Just kind of, I don't know. Shaq had those weird years with the Cavaliers and the Celtics and the Suns, and yeah. it just kind of faded out. As to you know, Kobe went out a completely different direction, and at this point, he was he was a living legend on the court. So everybody recognized like, just like LeBron is now, like, no, this guy is in the next room of the hall of fame and he's still playing against us. So imagine you come in, you know, rookies are coming in playing against Kobe who mm-hmm. were basically born when Kobe starts playing basketball. His team. I mean, you got guys like Jordan Clarkson and, and Julius Randall coming That's in. Right, yeah. And they're just pups. And Jeff, I want to put I want to point something out to you. No, you, you go are, ahead, man. When you're talking about this goodbye tour, um, what kind of helped reinforce whatever disdain or whatever um like Kobe just doesn't get it mentality um is in 2013 he signs a three year ninety million dollar contract. So <laughs> that, that's a lot of money. And they're just that'll, getting, that'll do it. They're just getting over their their championship window and this is basically just an admission of defeat like we're not going to be competitive you know we'll we'll have kobe bryant so we'll be competitive on a nightly basis but if we're talking big picture like we're not going to be challenging for rings like we might make the playoffs we might you know make the conference finals whatever but this reinforced a little bit of like Kobe Bryant's a vet. Like he should be taking pay cuts. He should be allowing these younger guys that are taking over the NBA now to want to come to LA and start escorting them in there. And that just further drove it in. Like I remember even watching this. I'm like, what are you do? Like, you know, just stupidly, like, what are you doing taking ninety million dollars? Why aren't you, yeah. you know, taking a pay cut or whatever? But Kobe's like, you know, no. Like I've earned this. I've brought five rings here. Like. I'm going to I'm going to retire the way that I want to retire. I'm going to set me and my family up for generational success. I have stuff that I'm going to do out of the NBA that we weren't aware of at the time. Right. You know, so we're looking at this as like this is just regular old selfish Kobe Bryant. Yep. That's you know a good I mean? point. And but we saw and again, the contrast that you brought up with Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq signing veteran minimum contracts. He's doing the right thing that you're supposed to do as a veteran. He's going to these teams as the missing piece. You know, he's going to help. Yeah. You know, Ron James get a ring. You know, I'm here to get a ring for the king is what he said when he went to Cleveland. You know, he went to Boston to try to help them regain relevancy. There was rumors that San Antonio was trying to get him. So, again, we're mirroring these two guys and how they exited the NBA. 
just regular old selfish Kobe Bryant, you know, only in it for himself. And then Shaq's like, I'm going to go help a team win. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be the savvy vet. Yep. No, it's, it's, that's a, that's a great point. That was, you know, it's everything you said is, is, is wonderful. And that's exactly how it was perceived. The, per, the, the difference between the perception of Kobe and I think what <laughs> the reality in the in the in the few years that he had after he retired, and the reality was, was so drastic. And and you know we've we've touched on a lot of us on the court. You know the Denver stuff was hard to get around. That's that's just the truth of it. But you know we also realized that he's he's not the only flawed person that ever lived. And it uh it it's it's a shame that. He he had he didn't have to tell anybody you know that's everything he was doing like you said outside of or whatever but it is a shame that um and obviously for circumstances beyond anyone's control we never got to see the you know the full evolution of Kobe Bryant which is a shame but uh, everything you said there is exactly right and it's kind of touches on the the short sightedness of sports fans sometimes and that's that's not a negative that's just how we devour sports i mean that's what we do we do it for a living too and we try not to prey on that but the truth is a lot of sports is caught up in the moment overreaction and and things like that and it's it's he's one of these players that's hard to say everybody knows he's a legend but he also might be underrated Mm -hmm. and he also might be underappreciated it's it's insane to say for a guy that it's 100 lock top tier greatest I, I don't care who makes the list he's top 10 of all time i don't care who has makes the list has and, and it but it's still weird to say that maybe he's under appreciated for what for you know what he accomplished on the court it's just a a very unique but that was his choice you know and that what's what's crazy as i listened to the interviews this week leading up to this try to get a feel for it was he was very open he's one of the more open legends that i've ever listen to you know a lot of a lot of guys i listen to when i do these shows they're given they're given an interview but there's there's typically an agenda like they might have they might have just started a new business or they've got a book out Mm -hmm. uh most of these interviews kobe would come on and they would ask him questions and he would give honest answers and it's kind (laughs) of it sounds weird but it was kind of refreshing to me he swore you know he he swore on podcasts and stuff but for to me for someone that that swears there was there's this odd genuineness to it when he's talking about other players and his it really really was and and i thought just like jordan like most of jordan's career me and my wife talked about this a little bit a lot of jordan's career was a facade jordan put on a facade or hulk hogan rather yeah if you look at jordan post basketball that was more the real jordan he got he got divorced right away Mm. He, he was just he was not that I'm not that I'm shaming for getting divorced, but I'm saying yeah. that the picture that he put out there wasn't exactly the real Jordan. And a lot of athletes do that as to where looking back now, I realize that Kobe was the opposite and that that I thought he was being disingenuous and I thought he was always sneaking around. I thought he was always hiding something. But it turns out I don't think he was at all um, yeah. listening to him talk. And it's it's pretty cool. to And and the. Most credit I give, I give this to any expo. I, I said the same thing about Iverson when we did his show. He gives credit to the modern player. He, oh, he, my goodness. I 
He did several interviews to where he said he likes the today's game. He, you know, guys like Steph Curry and and the, the new wave of players, he appreciated it and he liked it and he gave him credit and compliments. Trained but, with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was there for him, and he talked to him, and he recognized the evolution of the game, but he didn't undermine it. He didn't, he didn't, um, you know, he didn't try to squash it or, or to make him. Yeah, clearly better than a lot of the guys that came after him, right? But yeah, he never once. I mean, but it's weird, right, with Kobe because. I remember you were talking about the interviews, you know, whenever they're up in the finals and people are like, well, Kobe, why don't you smile? You know, you should be happy. Y'all are right. He's like, you know, does the job finish? Are we finished? Did we win? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's, he was business, you know, and then you, the whole Matt Barnes incidents where they were playing against the magic and he pump picked the ball in Kobe's face. He's like, I wish you would, <laughs> you know, like yeah. as an analyst, Kobe or an interviewer, right? Kobe is everything that you ever want out of a player. Yeah. Because he will tell you what you need to hear and you don't have to dig. You don't have to, you know, you know, clickbait him like it. He brings it all on and it's an intelligent thought, too. Like, that's the other thing. I think people just he came out of high school. He didn't do it the traditional route. You know, he didn't go no. to college. So he's an uneducated person. But like, dude, I think was speaking Mandarin, you know, just for yeah. fun. And that's one of the more difficult languages in the world. But Kobe was just always so raw and authentic. And it's just so under, like you said, it's underappreciated. And he was a guy that he was confident in himself. But if you're asking him what he thought of himself, he would tell you I'm the best in the world. But if yeah. you talk about this other player, he's a terrific player. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. you didn't have to do both. You didn't have to cut one guy down to build yourself up. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad you touched on it. I had a lot of fun this week. I listened to um he was on Matt Barnes podcast. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen yeah, to it or not, and they discussed it. Really, really cool. And that's why so Kobe recruits Matt Barnes to the <laughs> Lakers because of that incident. And he he basically he said he told Matt Barnes, if you're crazy enough to F with me, then you can be on my team. That's exact. That's what he told him. So uh, that being on the team, he was like, "Hey, bro, like you're 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 crazy, yeah. like me, man. Let's let's go get this ring." Yeah, yeah. Just uh, it's amazing. I mean, we could we could go. You could go on for hours talking about it. You know, on the court, off the court, all, all the things. It's uh, it's just it's an historic career. And mm-hmm. what was what was neat about it is you knew it was historic as you were watching it, and that's that's rare. Uh, you don't get that with every player that you recognize. You know, some guys like say Kevin Garnett, you know, he's kind of like after it's said and done, you're like, oh, wow, what were we seeing? You know, when Kevin Garnett was there, I think I undervalued him and Kobe. It got to the point late in his career to where I'm like, no, I know exactly where he's at in history. And just like I am with LeBron right now. So mm-hmm. so, uh, so let's, let's do that. I know, um, you know, you have a, a top 50 or top 100 NBA all time players. I it's. I think it's more than a hundred, but yeah, I have Are you over a hundred now. I have a running spreadsheet of players yeah. that I've ranked. It's one hundred and thirty-three that so I. So let's talk about. I already know, but let's talk about where you have Kobe and why, because you're just. It's it's hard to explain how awesome you know your database is, how thought out it is, and it's. This is basically yours. Could we say it as far as like who had the best? Is yeah, there- I, as far as you, you go ahead. 
it's not who I think would win one versus one. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like um, career wise, like it. I take accolades, you know, where they stand all time in certain statistics, uh, you know, their careers their rings, MVPs, stuff like that. And I try my very, very best. Like it's, I'm not flipping. I just don't copy paste and like just look at other lists and flip them around or what have you. Like I, I put a lot of effort into it. But um, as far as where I have Kobe, um, and again, like I, I love Kobe to death. I have him eighth all time. Okay. Um, and just to let you know where I have him in relation to his peers, uh, number one, I have Michael Jordan. Right now, I have Kareem, number two, but I I suspect that here soon it will be LeBron James, who I have third. Um, I have Bill Russell, fourth, Wilt Chamberlain, fifth, Magic Johnson, sixth, and I have, this is probably the more controversial one, but I have Tim Duncan over Kobe Bryant. And if you wanted to argue that I should have him seventh and not eighth, I'm not going to sit here and call you crazy. You know what I mean? Like if- it's it's actually amazing. We didn't touch on it. Wasn't a rivalry, but that those two played in the same. Mm-hmm. It, it, they were peers. It's it's amazing. We didn't even really touch on that, but that the San Antonio Lakers thing for a long time was was huge, and and Kobe versus Duncan was a real thing. Um, yeah, I didn't even really really thought about that, but I understand your rankings though, and. I would never quit. I, I know what, what kind of work you put into them and stuff. And, you know, I could go, like you say, I could Google rankings and get them. But, you know, I know, I know what you put into yours. I've seen the data. I've seen, you know, basically regular season and finals MVPs. So, you know, right. that kind of tips it a little bit his way. That's not to say that I think if they were to play one on one, obviously, I don't think Tim Duncan beats Kobe Bryant in a one on one competition. Right. Kobe might be second or third on this list if it's a one-on-one competition yeah that's a good point yeah but that, but that, that but but that but here nobody's going to complain about being the eighth <laughs> basketball player to, of all time i mean there's there's no matter who you put an eighth is it's, it's going to seem like they're too low or too high or whatever but uh no i appreciate I your rankings. Over, i have him over Shaq and larry bird if that helps anyone feel it anything. does help because I, I would not accept Larry Bird over Kobe Bryant. I would have to put I would have to put a stop to that. We'd have, I'd have to do it. I will probably not be doing a Larry Bird icon show. Uh, somebody else somebody else can do that. Um, I I I I probably need to be. Jeff, he's our one guy, bro. He's our one. He's our one legend. <laughs> oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> I, I I grew up in the '80s. I know all about Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the greatest player in the history of the world. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think we covered everything. I mean, we didn't cover everything, but I think we touched on everything. Um, so we, we, we started off the show with this. I'll get to you now. What, what current players, it's hard to say, remind you of Kobe, but just, uh, similar. (laughs) I don't even know how to say it with someone so good, but, uh, just kind of in the same, Ball. Who had shades of Kobe? Zip code. Same zip code. Okay. Um, when I look at who's got shades of Kobe, um, there's different ways you can do this. Uh, a lot of people like to say mindset-wise that Russell Westbrook reminds them of Kobe. For the record, Kobe said that too. Yeah, but... I, 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 I didn't agree, but... 
I don't agree when I watch it. I mean, and I'm not going to say that Kobe's wrong and who he thinks reminds him of him, but I don't know. I think Paul Pierce compared someone to him that I was like, really? Like, I don't know. Like, do you, but, but Kobe, I'm not, I'm not saying that they, I'm sorry if I'm rubbing people the wrong way. I'm not saying that you, that Kobe thinks the exact same way as Paul Pierce, but, um, I don't buy the whole Russell Westbrook thing because Kobe, for everything that we've said about him, he wanted the clutch moments and he could hit the clutch moments. Russell Westbrook, not so much. You know, he wanted mindset wise, he wanted it, but he obviously like he's not built for the clutch mentally. And for the record, for the record, Kobe did say it in, I believe it was 16 when Oklahoma was at almost almost did it. So it is it is a little different. Yeah, but um if there's one player in the NBA right now and there's actual like if you wanted to go YouTube it and see how crazy similar they are play style wise and it's crazy that I like this guy because I didn't like Kobe growing up as I said like I respected him but I wasn't a Kobe guy but I love Jason Tatum. I knew it. I love Jason. That was my guess. I love his game. I love everything about him. But again, this is like, I think this is mature Steven, like adult Steven, like seeing a kid come in and seeing all the work that they're putting in, seeing past what everything else. But Tatum was viewed as being this like great talent coming in. Whereas Kobe, like Tatum's not threatening anyone's legacy, you know? So I think that that's what helps him out. Um, But Tatum, I mean, the, the fadeaway shots, the, the the hitting the the game winners you know not being afraid of the moment uh not being afraid to pass the ball either you know he that's obviously the area i think that he's got to improve in the most but he's he's a team guy um the the mid-range fadeaways stuff like that there's so many aspects of his game that even, even watching him at duke like he was a mid mid-range master and that that reminded me of Kobe so much. And I was like, any, anyone who takes anyone over Tatum in this draft is going to regret it. And that was when Markel Fultz was the consensus number one. And I don't have receipts because I wasn't podcasting at the time, but <laughs> I really did believe in Tatum and he's proving me right. And I recently did, you know, that top 25 under the age of 25. Um, he was my second guy. I had him over Zion. So I'm, I'm really super high on Tatum. And he does remind me so he wears the purple, you know, mid forearm, you know, sweatband too yeah. that Kobe wore. So he was major. Kobe was such an influence on his game. And if you ask him, he's a Laker fan growing up. I wouldn't oh, be really? surprised if he ends up going to LA at some point. But um, he he was a Kobe guy being a kid, and he trained with Kobe in the off season. And I, I highly encourage anyone who thinks that I'm crazy. Just go look up. They have comparison side by sides, and my goodness, you can tell that Kobe was a big influence on his game. I feel better because when I put this question on there, I didn't have a guy in mind because typically when I do these shows, I try not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it sounds stupid, but it's it's kind of what I do because you know I have guests on to do this. But Tatum was the guy that I had circled, and I know how much you you know you like him, and that's what. That's what got me looking at. We had, I remember about a year ago, we had a Tatum debate on a show, uh, yeah. one of our original shows. Well, probably wasn't a year ago. It was probably eight months ago. And um, that really got me looking at him. And that was the guy that I had circled as like, I think this is, because it's tough now because the, the game is so much different that you almost have to look at the mentality more than the game because a lot of the stuff that Kobe was great at 
is fading away from basketball. We talked about it. You'd be th- it'd be a three pointer now. That doesn't mean you can't have the same mentality. So I, I think Tatum's a great pick as far as a young guy that is a com- complete control of his team. There's no doubt whose team that is. Uh, a lot of people would look at maybe even a, a Kawhi Leonard, um, and I'm not mad at that either. But I just if you're talking about like skill set wise, mid range, the back down, post fade aways, the defensive mindset too. Um, I see that, but he's also not very demonstrative on the court. You know, but like you're I not ask- feeling Kawhi get high. You're just like, oh, yeah. Kawhi's kind of just doing his thing. He's more Tim Duncan in that aspect, you know, being his teammate. I yeah, I agree. And I don't know if Kawhi, I know, I know he can do anything, but I don't know if I can see Kawhi ripping off like say four 50 point games or some four like there's there there is a next level as to where I think if Tatum wanted to just be a selfish scorer, he could. I, I think that's a good pick. I mean there, there's lots of great players in there. You know, even a guy like I see shades of it in uh when I watch Jamal Murray play, you know, you know how he can how he can get to the but just just shade like every now and then. But I mean you know, am I not really comparing him to Kobe or am I comparing him to what? Kind of Bob in my head? I'm I'm thinking on his game because he doesn't have the build of a Kobe. So I'm trying right. To, right. But I mean, yeah, not afraid of the shot. You know, he's he fills himself. He can rip off, like you said, for those big performances. Yeah. If he was like two inches taller. Yeah, that that's probably right. what separates it to me. And of course, and I and I, I've said this guy is the modern Jordan you know, several times. So I got to say the same thing. Uh, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, like it's like I, it, in the three point air, I think this is who Jordan Kobe would be. I, I will, I will stand by that as far as, you know, what he can do in a court. He's been in a different position, but like, imagine essentially he's doing with Steph, what Kobe did with Shaq. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Clay, I don't think if you ask Clay in an honest moment under truth serum that he thinks Steph is necessarily better than him, but he also realizes that he he's, was the best for that team when they made those runs. I've always thought that about Clay. So that's kind of how Kobe was. I don't think Kobe ever thought that Shaq was a better player, but he also knew that Shaq had to think he was a better player. <laughs> so I, not to be negative towards Steph, I'm not comparing Steph and Shaq, but I'm saying as far as, impact yeah you can do you can do a certain thing really really well you know to make to help your team win and let another player succeed so a guy like that kind of puts me in mind but there's not a whole lot jimmy butler almost maybe kind of being in that mindset too just personality wise um a little bit but just as that like kind of will himself into big moments you know so but again we're talking about one of the best ever it's like who reminds that's what I mean. Kill O'Neill. Like, do you say Giannis, even though he's a hundred pounds lighter? Do you yeah. say Zion, even though he's a foot shorter? Yeah. Do, where, where do you go with that? Right. Exactly. That's what. Uh, that's what I mean. We're just talking shades and sprinkles yeah. here. Shades yeah. of Kobe, and I and I wholeheartedly think that the which is so, in the NBA is Tatum. Yeah, which is amazing because to think that Kobe came while Jordan was still playing, mm-hmm. and then now we're like, there's and, no, and nobody. The, the, that we got back to back, and that, that there's nobody even close to those two guys right now. And it's just, it's just weird. I mean, they they will come. There, there's always the Shift next guy away from, you know, the 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 traditional prototype shooting guard, and now yeah. we have these these dual forwards, and we have these hybrid posts, and we have these uh, 
you know, um, hybrid guards. You know, we have all yep. these different and shout out to Richard Phillips for for putting these out into my head because these are these are his position dictionaries and I highly encourage anyone to go to you know 2319.com and go look these up because it we got to get away from you know point guard shooting or small forward power forward center absolutely the game's not played that way anymore nope nope just like just like football the tight end is not a position anymore it's it's just it's it's just the way it is the same same receiver (laughs) yeah the same things happen with basketball for sure and and i i personally love it but um there uh yeah there isn't there there just isn't another kobe bryant so man steven uh that was great man uh i knew you were the perfect guy for this show yeah it was a it was a bittersweet show to do uh but you know like i say we were celebrating the basketball life of kobe bryant and and I'm glad I'm glad we did. And I'm glad I dug into this uh, personally. I I really enjoyed my research and the time I spent. And uh, if nothing else, just you know, watching the highlights, you forget. Sometimes you for, forget these things, and you watch the highlights, and you're like, I don't even understand what I'm what I'm seeing right now. Is it it was it was truly amazing. Um, I want to I want to th- thank you for coming on. Um, this, this was a lot of fun, man. I hope you, I hope you had fun. I dude, I really did. And, uh, it's weird being the guy that you chose for Kobe. Cause like I said, I never really was like a super fan. Me neither. But, um, I appreciated him, you know, and I felt yeah. like the, 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 um, the maestro commercial where, it, you know, he's directing the crowd and everyone was like, I've been hating you far too long to stop now. Um, you know, with, he had guys in the crowd singing, singing that song. And that's what I felt like, you know, I never like hated him, but like, again, I was a Suns fan. So like he made me, so he made me miserable as a fan. He was a bane of my <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I agree. So I, agree. I was like, what do I do now? I don't have a, there, there's no more villain of the NBA anymore. And, you know, he was just, he was a tremendous player and man, looking back on it now, like when you, when you criticized him and you saw in like, you know, tragedy aside, just respecting the game and what he did and what we found out about him afterwards was like, yeah. man, I, if only I would have known like in that, I, that that's how I feel like LeBron James. Now I kind of felt that same way with LeBron and uh, I'm not like full of like a LeBron guy, but I'm not as harsh on him as I used to be. And uh, looking at a guy like Kobe and seeing him like my whole life, watching basketball and him leaving is like, I need to appreciate guys yep. while, while they're here playing, you know, that's, that's how I felt. I had a lot of uh, this odd regret for not, for not knowing, you know, what I missed or wasn't appreciating, but we do live in an era to where, you know, I was able to go back and, you know, and watch games and th- those things do live on and they, they do help they do help get through it and appreciate it. And that, and that's all you can do. You know, it's uh none of us can turn back the clock, but uh, for, for sure. I, I came away with this with a, with a better appreciation for Kobe Bryant and everything he did for basketball and, and why he played basketball. So uh, Steven, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody go check out the breaking the game podcast. He's doing great things over there. If you've listened to this and don't realize, you know, how much, love this guy has for the game of basketball you know you, you don't know what's what you're doing so check out the off the ball network uh guys are doing great stuff over there some big things are are happening right now it's only getting better and it's uh 
uh, we appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that clicks, uh, you know, read our stories. We love the feedback. We love the interaction. We do this for, for you guys. Um, we try to be respectful and we try to, we try to give you uh, an honest take on sports and not just clickbait. And, uh, you guys respond to that and, and, uh, we, we really appreciate you all. So I'm going to leave you with, uh, a, a little exit here from, uh, Kobe himself. And, uh, I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, Stephen Gillespie. I want to thank you for being on. It's been a pleasure. And well, yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for having me on and just much love, everybody. Appreciate y'all for for listening. Absolutely. Have a great week, everyone. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball that it would never amount to anything for him. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with the evening. Please know I'm thinking of you, supporting you, and encouraging you always.